Namaste. Welcome to Call and Response Podcasts with Krishnadas, where he shares meaningful stories of his life on the path, of his Guru Maharaji, and integrating spiritual practice into our everyday lives. Call and Response Podcasts is an offering of the Kirtanmala Foundation. The foundation is dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba, a great spiritual teacher of India. If you are interested in supporting this podcast and the work of the foundation, please visit kirtanwalafoundation.org, K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org. So practice, you got to do practice, I'm sorry, you just have to. With our eyes open and our hearts open. But through a practice, you're, you're, you get used to coming back from being gone. It's more like an ability to let go. Hello. Hi. 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 Thank you so much. Okay. Um, my question, I'm Katie, and I star in a movie called... You're who? Katie. That's me. I know, right? Are we one? I think that's what we're Don't think. Right? No, you blew it. We're not one. <laughs> Crap. Okay. I always do so, that. You didn't really blow it because we really are one. Okay, so my question is um, twofold. The first part is yesterday you talked about the practices opening your heart, and really you do this um, paraphrasing to love the world so that you can Can really. Say that? Maybe not exactly, but in a way. Mm -hmm. So you can give this love to Maharaj Ji. And. Okay. You do, and I was like, at first I was going along with it, mm-hmm. and then when you said to give it to Maharajji, I was like, I did like a really, I was like, oh, he's not just loving me to like love me, he's doing it for something greater, so I got caught up in that, mm. and so then I started thinking, I don't have a guru in form, maybe I'm not doing something right, what if mm-hmm. the practices won't be as beneficial, mm-hmm. because I don't have a guru? Mm-hmm. So that's part one. <clears throat> that's part one. That yeah. looks like part ten. <laughs> Somebody else remember this? Did you write this down? Okay. Yeah. We'll go back and start at the beginning. Okay. Why don't we just, can we deal with one? Yeah. Because one's like huge. Okay. And uh, tomorrow, come back for number two. <laughs> or next year or whatever. What was, okay, start at the beginning. So, okay. So you misquoted me five times in the first five things you said. (laughs) Which was very nice of you. Thank you. Paraphrase. Sorry. Not direct quote. Well, okay. You paraphrased somebody else because I never said that shit. Okay. (laughs) Something about the practices, you wanting to open your heart, right? Or learn to love the world? Well, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And to give that, and you do this so you can give your love to Maharaj Ji. No. Okay. That's where we can go wrong. That's okay. Uh, it's a misunderstanding. And it, it, because first of all, okay. Mm, Jesus. Well, I was talking about why I sing. I sing to enter more deeply into the presence of love. Okay. For me, I call that Maharaji. You don't have to call that Maharaji, but that's how I got the hit. Right? So for me, he is that love that's everywhere all the time. 
This is not a guy, you know, not some dude with a blanket. So, but I know that if I say it that way, it's easily taken just the way you took it, you know. And I kind of apologize for that because I didn't mean to say that you have to love him that way. Otherwise, you're, you know, you're not going to make it. It's not like that at all. Uh, these great beings, Rama and Sita, Radha Krishna, Hanuman, they're leaning down. These great beings are manifestations of the love that is who we are also, and that who everybody is, and the love in which the universe floats, so to speak. So when I chant, I'm trying to, by, by doing the practice just the way I described it to you, when I notice I'm not paying attention, I come back, try to give myself fully to the practice as much as I can. I'm moving more deeply into that open space of love, which is everywhere and everybody. Everybody's inside of that. But we're, we're identified with the little meat puppet, right? And everybody thinks, everybody thinks you are who you think you are. So there's like a few hundred meat puppets in here all thinking they're different. But underneath that thought of difference, everybody's exactly the same inside. And everybody is that love inside. That's what they say. So that's what I meant, okay? So now, part B of part one. <laughs> oh, okay, so yeah. part B of part one? Yeah. Um, oh, so the, yeah, okay. For, or do you want to know part two? Whatever you, <laughs> whatever makes you happy. Okay, so part if two. If it makes I'll, you happy. I'll move on. I think you answered my part B of part one within your answer, so thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so part two is when I'm chanting, you said that I love the simplicity of just bringing it back to singing and bringing it back to the present moment. Mm -hmm. I don't find myself getting lost so much in thoughts about what to do or what's coming next, mm -hmm. but more about manufacturing an experience of... I'm chanting and I need to be visualizing Krishna or Rama mm -hmm. or I need to, um, I'm not doing it right okay. if I don't have all of this. And I have a real hard time with just trusting that just chanting is enough. Mm -hmm. How do you okay, work with when, that? When you look in the mirror, uh, do you think that you, you are your elbow? No. How about your shoulder? No. How about your knee? No. How about any other part of you? No. Then? You think that's Rama? No. Then? Why would you want to visualize something that isn't what you're really looking for? Yeah. Okay? What you're looking for is yourself, your true self. Rama, Krishna, Radha, Sita, these are names of that place inside of you. There's no reason to manufacture anything or visualize anything other than to be present. And the name itself will reveal your deeper places as you go deeper into the repetition of the name, as your thoughts allow you to. So let's forget the content of your thoughts and your fears. You didn't notice that you weren't paying attention. You thought you were thinking about something worth thinking about. That's what we all think. Mm -hmm. 
we all think everything we think is worth thinking about or we wouldn't be thinking about it. Yeah. Which is not actually very interesting. So, now, on the other hand, these, these are called murtis in India. They're not statues. A statue is a slab of clay or marble or stone. These are maybe made out of one of those things, but there's been uh, a ceremony done for the, with these things. Yeah, I know what it's called, my lord. Thank you. Your kind servant here is telling you to... So, there's a ceremony been done called Pran Pratishta. Does that make any sense to you, Pran Pratishta? That's why I didn't say it, because it doesn't. <laughs> and that ceremony brings life, they say, brings life. The one who does the ceremony connects with, with a deeper place, and then that is transmitted into these statues, and it makes them mortis. It bring, gives them a magnetism, and that even though we think we're looking outside at something, it's actually a reflection of our true nature. And in India, these are the forms of God. You don't see these forms uh, on the Lower East Side of Manhattan that often. Every once in a while, you know, at certain times of the night, you can find it. But in India, this is the way, one of the ways that they remind themselves that God exists. It may not work for you. That's okay. And it may not work for Westerners. I've, been, I've lived in India for large parts of the last uh, 49 years. And if you ask me, do I really believe that Krishna and Radha are standing there? I can't say I do. I'm sorry. I have to be honest. Do I think that it's not possible? Oh, no, I think it's possible. I just think that I don't see things clearly enough. But that's okay. I, I just want to find out who I am first. And then everything else will fall into place. That's what I believe. If you don't believe that, that's okay. But I wouldn't torture myself unless you particularly enjoy that. No, I'm, I'm good on that. So, good. so then let that's, it go. I know, it's exhausting. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's... You know, and that's why for Westerners, I don't, you know, one time I was, these friends of mine, uh, they were doing a teacher training for their yoga students. And they had pictures of all the deities on the wall, you know, and, and they had asked me to come and sing with the students. So I was waiting there in the room with them. And, and one of them got up and said, you see these pictures? If you don't know the story of all those pictures, you'll never be a yoga teacher. I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> I could not fucking believe, sorry. <laughs> believe that anybody would say that to anybody, you know? Can we just deal with what's happening? It's hard enough. What, the shit we get into going through the day? Can we deal with that? Whether these beings are alive and more real than we are, how, do we, how would we know when we don't even know who we are? So let's, everybody deal with life the way you feel you have to deal with it. Some people love to come here and worship the deities. That's fine. That's fine. You know, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. 
You do whatever you do. Do it the way you want to do it. Don't think you have to do it any particular way. Really. And anybody who tells you that, that you have to do it their way, if you don't run as fast as you can, you're doing the wrong thing. Because somebody's trying to sell you something that you don't, that you don't need. If you needed it, you would know. You would accept it. But when you feel manipulated or pushed around or told you just don't understand, you're a stupid Westerner, you don't get it. You know, get out of there. My guru never, you know, he, he was, he was, it was a Hanuman temple. There was a Shiva, Shiva Lingam. There was a Ram, Lakshmi Narayan temple, Hanuman, and then a Durga temple. He never once made us do anything there if we didn't want to. It was not, you know, it wasn't, he never, he, he loved us as we are. You're thinking, oh, I have to do it this way. I'll never make it unless I do this. That's called a thought. Let it go. Okay. Which part of what question was that? That was the final one. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Which is part of a whole other thing that we can talk about too. There I was sitting with this wonderful little Indian man with a blanket, you know, and he starts talking to us about Jesus in the Himalayas. Dressed in, I was wearing a red dress, walking barefoot, stepping in cow poop, and he's talking to me about Jesus. You know, so, okay, so I used to tell, before we, the song we sang last night, Jesus on the Main Line. I used to tell this long story before I sang it, right? About, yeah, I was in the in mountains in India and we were traveling around and, <clears throat> and uh, we heard about this ancient temple that was in this hidden village way up in the hills and no Westerner had ever been to this place. So we found, we found some people who knew where it was and they guided us to this village and we got to the village at night and the people were really cool. They were very nice to us. They fed us, gave us a place to sleep. And in the morning, they took us to this really ancient temple. And so we walk into the temple. They open the doors of the temple. And this beautiful murti, beautiful murti of a male deity. And in one hand, he has his hand out in this, the Abhaya Mudra. Don't be afraid. No fear. Everything's cool. And the other hand was holding the phone. So I said to my guide, I said, uh, excuse me, is that a phone? Oh yes, that is a telephone, very good. <laughs> and I said, well, what's the deal? I said, well, this deity is very compassionate, you see. Always waiting for your call. <laughs> and I said, but isn't the temple thousands of years old before? Ah, temple thousands of years old. No explanation whatsoever. <laughs> And so then, they started their morning prayers, right? And it was the most amazing mantras I have ever heard in my life, you know? So I spent a couple of weeks in the village and they taught me those mantras and then I'm going to sing it for you now. Then I go into Jesus on the main line. So one time, a Tibetan Lama, a very beautiful young Tibetan Lama, came with some of his students to sing with me, right? I knew him from before. And I said, Rinpoche, what are you doing here? He said, oh, he came to hear you sing. I said, okay. So they, came, they sat like in the second row, you know, oh, Jesus, what am I gonna do now? Yeah. 
So when I sang, he would just, he was like this, right? And then when I was telling jokes, he was laughing and everything. So that was about uh, 14 years ago. So two years ago, maybe more, 15 years ago, two years ago, I was at a, ret- a, a, a week-long retreat with that lama who was teaching that retreat. And I got invited to dinner with him and some of his students, right? And during the dinner, he looked at me and he said, you know that story you tell about the Murti with the telephone? I said, yeah. And I said, is that true? <laughs> I said, no, Rinpoche, it's not true. But I tell that story because... Because we're so screwed up about Christianity and Jesus in this country, in this world, that we just totally lost it, you know? And I'd like to loosen up the whole thing. It wasn't until I got to India that I really honestly felt what and who Christ really is, you know? Because I was meeting people who were saying the same, teaching the same things and manifesting the same love. And it was blowing my mind. So I had a kind of what do you call it, rewrite my history, you know, I had to go back and revise my feelings because, you know, I remember when all my Catholic friends friends came back, they took a day off in the morning, off one day, to go to, uh, right, and they came back and they wouldn't talk to me. So after like the end of the day, I said, hey, what's wrong with you guys? You killed Jesus. (laughs) I don't remember killing anybody. So that was it for Christianity, you know. So, anyway, that's why, I, I don't know how we got there. So the, the idea was that I think really, I think all of us, everybody from, any, everybody in the West, there's something in our hearts about that issue, about who Jesus was. Jesus didn't start Christianity, did he? It was like a Jewish guy, a hundred years later, fell down and hit his head, and all of a sudden, Christianity. His name was Saul, and they called him Paul. They didn't know how to write an S. And from that, the whole thing comes, you know. Jesus did not start a religion, as far as I know. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. You know what the greatest line in rock and roll is, by the way? Van Morrison, I just, he wrote this line, it's a song called Ballerina, and the line is, well, I may be wrong, but something deep down in my heart tells me that I'm right, that I don't think so. (laughs) Great line. Anyway, I don't think I'm wrong about that, especially after being with these incredible saints in India, manifesting that kind of love and caring for people that is Christ-like, you know. It really changed the way I feel about it. And so when I force people to sing that, I think it's a good thing. (laughs) All right, who has the mic? Thank you so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the Kirtan Mala Foundation. Krishnadas is renowned for leading Kirtan, the spiritual practice of chanting, and workshops around the world. For more information about him, including upcoming events, please visit krishnadas.com. 
k-r-i-s-h-n-a-d-a-s.com. We also invite you to visit kirtanwalafoundation.org, k-i-r-t-a-n-w-a-l-l-a-h foundation.org. Here you will find more offerings dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba. Love everyone, serve everyone. Remember God. Ram Ram. <laughs>